Touch judges are ready. Side of studio. Referee. Players are lined up. Microphones in hand for the restart. It's now time to form the Ruck. The Sunday Rugby Show. Featuring Wallaby legends Tim Horan and Matt Burke. Sensational effort. The Ruck. It's been 12 years in the making and the Lions are back. Get your tickets at rugby.com.au. Hello and welcome to The Ruck on this Sunday morning where daylight saving has finished. If you are, of course, listening in Sydney, I hope you have put your clocks back. If you're in Queensland, don't move. Uh, don't do anything, Timmy just stay Horan. Still. We just come back to you. That's the way of it, isn't it? <laughs> that, that's all it is. Just back to where we were. The cows have uh, had a little, little extra hour of sleep in down south, haven't they? Is that, is that what it is? That's what it is, isn't it? Because they can't milk the cows at the same time. And the curtains fade because it's too yeah, much the sunshine. Curtains. Too much that's sunshine. It. Yeah, the yeah. can't put the kids to bed at night. That's yeah, the thing. All yeah. up <laughs> <north>. <laughs> we all had an extra hour of sleep, so we're, uh, we are fit and raring to fresh. go. Berkey, you feeling fresh? Fresh, fresh. Mm-hmm. Kids slept in, which was great. So got that extra hour. You know, I mean. Really, the extra hour is the most important when you're at the pub, isn't it? I mean, we yeah. usually start at 2 and you can go mm-hmm. to 3 o'clock, but then it's only 2 o'clock. Exactly. Fantastic. Listen to your father of the year. <laughs> <laughs> Plenty of rugby to talk about. Hey, uh, during the week, can I just, just quickly mention, uh, I'd like to give a bit of a um, oh, look a biggie up to Bill Pulver, the CEO of uh, the Australian Rugby Union. I went to Newport for a, just a Newport rugby lunch on mm. Friday. Uh, I was emceeing there, and Bill Pulver turns up at the t- goes to the table. He uh, gets up and has a little chat. And for, went for about fifteen minutes. Very impressive. He sat there and had a lot of you know diehard rugby blokes just chewing his ear off for hour after hour after hour, and he didn't miss a beat. I think that's a breakdown of his contract. Isn't yeah. it? <laughs> Part of his contract is you have to listen and take it. Oh, it was sensational. He did a he did a great job. The other thing, uh, uh, you know, Timmy, I don't know if you've been to Newport very much. You're a beautiful suburb, but that you know. Matt Burke owns most of. Uh, there, I thought I've never happened. It's never happened to me before where I've actually gone to the wrong yacht club. So I turn up at a, a yacht club, which in a suburb you'd think would be the yacht club you're supposed mm. to go to, and they yeah. go, "Ah, oh, no, no, mate, your yacht club's just around the corner." Like I'm from Newcastle, there wasn't like one yacht club for every ten people. That's <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> no, a great spot, uh, Newport. I've been there. Now, actually, when I uh, injured my knee many, many years ago. I uh, spent a lot of time at Palm Beach, had about uh, six or eight months in Palm Beach trying to rehabilitate my knee and spent a lot of time at the Newport uh, beer garden there mm-hmm. after, uh, the after physio. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, Too many boats around. There are a lot of boats. Beautiful <laughs> part of the world. Uh, Newport Rugby, hope you played well uh, and will play well this afternoon. Plenty to talk about on the football front. We'll get to a review of the weekend's games next, including, of course, the, uh, the draw, the uh, Brumbies 28 and the Southern Kings 28. We will try to speak with Ben Moen, the captain of the Brumbies later in the show. So much ahead right here on The Ruck. It is your Sunday morning rugby show. This is The Ruck, the Sunday rugby show. Yeah, silver chair freak on The Ruck, your Sunday morning rugby show. Let's get you some uh, up to date with some scores. Let's go back to Friday. The Blues 29 beat the Highlanders 18 at Eden Park. Uh, then the game, as I said, we'll talk to Ben Moen. The Brumbies and Southern Kings 28 all draw at Canberra. A little bit disappointing, I think, from the Brumbies. The uh, Sharks, uh, 21-2, good for the Crusaders, 17. The Hurricanes yesterday, 41, beat the Waratahs, 29. And the Western Force uh, uh, went down to the Rebels, 30-23. to And overnight, the Cheetahs, 26. Did you pick this, Berkey? Cheetahs, the... 26, beat the Stormers, 24. I picked the Cheetahs, yeah. They, they're just... From the tour they had over here when mm. they, they dropped the one game against the Chiefs and, and then up there, I mean, it, one of the tries was a, a, a charge down off a box kick and Sorrell Pretorius basically just took it out of his hands and, and ran and scored the try. So 
and that was a kick to win um, the game. So they're they're not as bad, I think, as everyone makes them out to be. Yep. Well, they had a really good tour, didn't they, in uh, New Zealand, also in Australia. But um, now you, the Stormers, who I think, Berkey, probably both you and I would have thought would be in the top six, have, mm. have played six games and have only won two. And they haven't travelled yet, so it'll be a tough uh, season for the Stormers at the moment from Cape Town. That could be a good moment later when we open the vault and get your predictions from early <laughs> in the year, just to see how you did travel. What about to, I think, were you in Canberra on Friday, uh, Timmy, for the Brumbies? Yeah, I was in Canberra, and the feeling was going walking into the ground that they had about um, twelve and a half, thirteen thousand people watching the game. But you could you could feel that the Brumby supporters expected the Brumbies to score four tries or five mm. tries, get a bonus point. Yep. And I actually think the players thought that as well. Yep. I mean, Jake White had spoken very much through the week about not being complacent, so he made two or three changes. He put Stephen Moore, one of his most experienced players, on the bench. Um, and I don't. I think that might have backfired a little bit because the the Southern Kings from Port Elizabeth uh, came out and they got a massive forward pack. But they were behind by about ten or fifteen points in the first twenty five minutes. You thought the Brumbies would run away with it. It'll be interesting to talk to Ben Moen later in the show, the captain, and, and work out what was said at half time because the Brumbies really just fell away, lost their structure, and Southern Kings came back, scored a try in injury time to uh, draw the match at the end. It is always tough, though, to no matter how much you talk about complacency. Now, mm. they've been on a tough tour and they've come back, as you said, fully expecting that here we are, we're back home. You know, the shoulders go down a bit, ah, relief. And then no matter how much you talk about, we can't let that happen, it just seems to creep in, doesn't it? it it's always it's always the chat about complacency. You know you're going to be complacent, yes. I reckon. It, the more you talk about it, um, it, it the more it seems yeah. to just just weave its way yeah. in there. Gee, we must be going to cr- yeah. yeah. <laughs> don't, don't, don't think about donuts. Don't think about donuts. You know? <laughs> exactly right. <laughs> I love it. All right, well, what about the uh, the Waratahs? They obviously weren't complacent going into the game against the, the Hurricanes. They're away, they're away again. 41-29. Look, they were in there for so much of that game. Mm. Second half, though, fell away, and ball retention just appalling. It, it, it got to the stage where... Uh, you know, and through history, Hurricanes have always uh, been a tough uh, team for the Waratahs, and it, it doesn't help when all of a sudden you get you, you lose momentum and straight after half time, when they, they were close to them, um, only a couple of points away, after clawing the way back, and all of a sudden, bang, 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 tried to try it, and, and it just you're just deflated from them. Then you got to try and play a bit of catch up rugby, homie, and, and it just makes it hard when you haven't got that much time to go, and you're up against again a solid forward pack with plenty of physicality and, and go at the same time. Yeah, I love the way that the Wellington Hurricanes play and, and always have the way they move the ball around. But Julian Surveyor on the wing is just sensational. If anyone hasn't seen, get a, get a YouTube clip of yesterday's game because the a couple of runs that he made were just sensational. And he just looks so similar to Jonah Lohman. I know, Berkey, we spoke about probably 18 months ago, can he get to that level, you know, probably as half as good as Jonah Lomu. Mm. And um, he looks like he is. And I'd say he'd have that all-black jersey sewn up very early in the season. But um, 41-29 to the tar, against the Tars. But the Tars could have scored that try right at the end, Berkey, mm. and it would have given them four tries. A bonus point. Um, they would have got a bonus point for that. And they would have got uh, another bonus point for being within seven had they kicked the goal as well. So um, they sort of blew two points right at the end there. But I, I like the way the Waratahs are playing. I know that Michael Checker keeps talking about for the fans to be patient with trying to play an open, expansive game. and, and uh, you know, But um, they need some wins as well to go with that. Bernard Foley's try was great, though, wasn't it? She got mm. a bonus point just for that. You yeah, we... should, yes. It was just the show and go, wasn't yeah. it? It was a classic... Hold the ball in two hands, shimmy one, shimmy twice, go again all the way through. And, and um, they, they need to, I think they need to work off him a lot more, as in uh, have the options coming around the corner and just to give him you know, something to, to play from, if that's the case. Um, but if you're doing it all yourself, 
Thanks for coming. Yeah. I think it's uh, last time the Waratahs won in New Zealand, petrol was less than a dollar a litre. So they're, <laughs> they're struggling a little bit there. The Western Force and the Melbourne Reds, uh, Rebels. Uh, the Rebels coming off a very tough tour. Uh, now, this game was was actually good fun to watch. Mm. It probably wasn't. You'd think if they're playing quality teams, both of them get hammered. But there was pl- plenty of great try scored. Same score in uh, round one, 30 points to 23. So... The, the Rebels haven't got any better and the Force haven't got any worse, <laughs> if, you, if you could say that way. But they did get the way the win away from home, which they haven't had for a long time, the Rebels. And and you're right, they they, they threw the ball around. Um, you know, both teams were, if you can use the word, excited to play in an afternoon game of footy. I thought what was contradicting, though, after um, uh, Winston Stanley scored the try in the right-hand corner there, he came back and he was shooing flies away. You don't <laughs> shoo flies away when you're playing rugby. Exactly right. It's more when you're playing cricket. So <laughs> Leave them alone. Yeah. Don't touch our flies. <laughs> it, was, it was a hot game for them. And, and, and I think, you know, Timmy, as, as we've always, we always got the opportunity to play in afternoon games of, of footy. And it seems to be yep. just a better brand sometimes. Well, there's no dew on the ball and, and players, you know, I suppose mentally uh, are up for an afternoon game. But um, James O'Connor at 15, I thought, played yeah. some really good footy and um, back to his best. So it's good to see him back. Obviously, um, you know, the Reds had a, a break this weekend, which we'll talk about Will Guinea getting married on Friday. But when you've got likes of Quade Cooper, James O'Connor, hopefully Kirtley Beal can be back in the next two or three weeks back for the Rebels to get all those players fit and ready for, you know, coming, you know, not far away from the Lions tour. But, but Timmy, uh, O'Connor looked great when he went from 15 to 10, though, as well. Mm. When he got hands on the ball more, he looked terrific. Yeah, and I think that's, um, it's going to be a really interesting selection dilemma for Robbie Deans when you've got a Quade Cooper uh, from the Reds. Christian Liliofano um, played uh, 10 on Friday night for the Brummies, and you've got Matt Tamura as well. Uh, and then you've got James O'Connor, you've got Kirtley Beal, all to fit in sort of 10, 15, potentially a winger spot. So hopefully, if they can all stay fit, Robbie Deans has got a, a tough decision to make later on down the track. Right, that's right. To put into a jersey, a Wallabies jersey, that looks slightly different. The new look was uh, displayed during the week. We're going to get to that next on The Ruck. This is The Ruck, the Sunday rugby show. Luminaires, ho hey, on The Ruck, your Sunday morning rugby show. Talking Wallabies jerseys with Tim Horn and Matt Burke, uh, both of whom have worn them together about 160 times, 161 times together maybe. Um, well, in fact, between the three of us, we've worn them 161 <laughs> times, if the, if the truth be known. Look, it's a wonderful uh, piece of a uh, fashion item and any kid has dreamed of doing it. New Wallabies uh, jerseys revealed during the week. Again, that, kind of that skin-tight thing. A bit, why isn't it just the old-style gold colour? Why are we so canary yellow now in the Australian jersey department? <laughs> yeah. What's going on? It, it, it's, that, it's, it's a different shade, isn't it, again? Yeah. And, yeah. and from, from when I first started playing, Tim, in the, in, and it was your first jumper as well, did you go to the triple stripe jersey? Were you that, are you that no, old? No, no, I, I was close to it. Uh, 1989 was my first test match. But, um, no, they had the, the Adidas stripes were sort of 1988, mm-hmm. and then they all changed in. So it just depends, Tony and Berkey as well, I think, which obviously company has the rights to make and sell the jersey. So yep. Cougar obviously have had the rights for a couple of years now. In the early days it was Adidas and it was Canterbury and then Reebok. Remember Berkey in the mid nineties had and we had the different sort of stripes on them, sort of gold and, and sort diamonds, of uh, wasn't it? Yeah, stripes across the jersey. I I'm not a huge fan of changing the jersey too much and I think um Cougar have done a pretty good job. Uh, there's only a little bit of slash of sort of green around the collar and um I'm not sure whether these jerseys that the players are going to wear, which are apparently 25% lighter, 
um, are actually going to be the supporters' jerseys as well. But there's some support- supporters out there that probably won't be able to fit into them. <laughs> 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 yeah. On that, on that, Timmy. Well, there'll be some number threes who won't be able to fit yeah. in. <laughs> <laughs> when I was over in England, uh, they they did the big launch and they they um, they had the English jersey, same deal. And they had Wilkinson, Matt Tate, Josh Lucy roll out. And, you know, three blokes who were body ripped and, and twenty five yeah. exactly twenty five thousand people had signed up for this New Jersey. And 20,000 people um, sent an email the next day saying, um, I won't be fitting into that jersey. Thank you very much. Um, 25% lighter, though, Helmy. How do they do that? As much as spray it on, do they, before the game? Yeah, just paint it on. Yeah, that'd be nice, wouldn't it, to play a test match? But I think also uh, when you look at the different types of jerseys that, that are out there at the moment, it's, it's all a marketing ploy as well. And, yeah. Tony, if you see the Bulls, when they come out and travel, they have a pink jersey. Yes. And apparently that sells eight times better than their normal blue jersey. So, really? yeah. Maybe we could go a pink, pink. Which Wallaby jersey one day. Pink, as long as it's got the coat of arms <laughs> on it. As long as it's yes. got the coat of arms. It reminds me of a little story about Tim Gavin when he said, uh, when we changed Timmy to that, that triangular-type jersey with the green, gold, and the white on there, and Timmy um, Gavin said, uh, I don't mind if it's pink, uh, as long as it's got the coat of arms. It might be attracting a different crowd, though. <laughs> That's the only thing. But you're right, though. It's a, you, know, you see that you see the boys in it, and it's it's a jersey that represents obviously your country. So you get out there and wear it. It's a you're right. It's a marketing thing, Timmy. And and you remember a couple of years ago, they, I think they tried to make it nearly blue at one stage, yeah, because blue yeah. sells better. Yeah, well, it was, yeah. early days there were jerseys that were I think might have been blue. Mm. Uh, where are your jerseys again? How many of your Wallaby jerseys do you still have in your possession? Uh, not many now. I, I swapped a, I swapped a few on the way through, and I, I seem to have given a few away as well. So right. I've got a couple of the important ones that yeah, not um, to me you haven't. You yeah, give well, me nothing. It's, I think it's in a car. Really? Oh, in yeah. the car? In oh, the, the car park here? <laughs> <laughs> Hello. <laughs> well, sort of this jer- this jersey takes away the jersey sling, doesn't it? The old jersey sling, but you just can't grab hold of the jersey anymore. Mm. Yeah, yeah. So. I know that, Timmy, you gave one of your jerseys away to Alan Border uh, and was seen at the Ashes victory, which is terrific. How many do you still have in your possession? Yeah, i still got a fair few. Um, 79. <laughs> <laughs> There's actually funny, because I was talking yesterday uh, in Triple M here to Gordon Tallis about, um, you know, rugby league player Gordon Tallis about um, the jerseys that he's had through State of Origin and, and Test matches and who he's actually swapped with. And he's got a couple of all-black jerseys and it's great to be able to swap um, with other um, you know, codes as well. Um, Brad Fittler, I swapped a test jersey with. Probably the greatest um, jersey I have, and I had a chance to swap with my um, idol as a, as a young fella growing up, was Brett Kenny oh, from really? the Par- Parramatta yeah, Eels. Yeah. Brett Kenny, uh, we played a test match in Par- at Parramatta Stadium, and um, our assistant sort of defensive coach at, at the time, John Muggleton, who was a yeah. teammate of Brett Kenny, I said, oh, he's my idol. I loved him when I was growing up. Can I just meet him in the dressing shed after the test match? So I was so excited to get off the ground, and, and Brett Kenny came in, and he had a little um, shopping bag with him. And he said, Tim, I've brought a test jersey to swap with you. I said, oh, fantastic. Oh, the test jersey I had was um, the Wallabies versus Samoa uh, <laughs> at, pa- at Parramatta Stadium, and Brett Kenny handed me a 1984 kangaroo test jersey, um, um, first test against Great Britain. So that's, that's probably one of my prized possessions. Did you try it on? Yeah. No, I didn't. You, no. Must, you must have tried you, it on. You re- he got the Samoa one. You really ripped him off. Yes. Didn't you? <laughs> <laughs> so talking, talking about ripping off, do you remember when uh, Wolby's oh. played? No, no, no. Do you remember when Wolby's played England in about 2003 in Melbourne, I think it was, and Nathan Gray was the, played number 10 that day. Um, yep. And he swapped the jersey with Wilkinson, uh, as in Johnny Wilkinson. You know, he ends up kicking the goal a couple of months later. Um, 
but he gave him his second jersey. He gave him his reserve jersey that he get, and he is still living to this day. And when I went and played with him in Newcastle, he goes, "Mate, can you try and get that jersey off him, please?" Mate? <laughs> well, we could sit here all day and talk about what we haven't haven't done with our test jerseys. <laughs> I've done absolutely nothing with mine. It's twenty five past nine. I'll bring a Samoa one in for you, mate. This is the ruck. This is the ruck. The Sunday rugby show. Yes, hope you're enjoying your Sunday morning. Hope you enjoyed your little uh, hours extra rest if you are in New South Wales and daylight saving. If you haven't remembered, of course, clocks went back at three o'clock this morning. If you're in Brisbane, listen to us with Timmy Horan. Just sit still. Nothing to do except listen. Will Gania, speaking of uh, Queensland, Timmy, his revelation during the week uh, on Triple M Brisbane that uh, about a head shave and a wedding. Can you tell me what happened there? Yeah, I think he was, um, you know, asked before his wedding um, by Vanessa, his fiance at the time, not to shave his head. So he had a little bit of hair yeah. uh, for the wedding. So um, <laughs> as as you would have seen, he got married on Friday. So the Queensland Reds had a bye this weekend, and mm. I thought it was quite interesting that um, you know rugby players now you know have the ability to because most most professional sports people wait till end of season to yeah. actually plan their weddings. Um, but Will Genia thought he'd get slip it in before um, uh, the wedding, I should so say, speak. before um, yeah. before they play another yeah. a, a well, game. Rather than wait and for the honeymoon, yeah. Yes, yeah, yes. So. But he's, he's a wonderful ambassador, Will Genia, isn't he, for the, mm-hmm. for the game of rugby, but also of sport, because he was on uh, Rugby HQ uh, on Fox on Thursday night, mm-hmm. as we mentioned before, showing the new Wallaby jersey. Yep. Um, got a 9.30 flight p.m. back to um, Brisbane, then trained on Friday morning and then went out and, you know, whacked his suit on and, and got married. So it's interesting because it reminded me of uh, Chris Latham, the wonderful ex-Reds and Wallaby fullback, yep. probably one of the best Reds players I've, I've played with over my time. He got married on a Saturday morning at 11 a.m., mm. um, then then an hour after the church uh, service, went out to Ballymore and played his club grand final <laughs> at 3 o'clock. And he got all the guests to come out, and they all sat on the Forex Hill, had a few beers, and then they had the reception after the grand final had finished. So, did, uh, did he pick up the tab for the beers at, at, at the ground? I think he did, yeah. I think he jumped, jumped the fence after the grand final, had a few beers on the Forex Hill with him. Was that because Chris Latham thought when he said yes to the date to his fiance earlier, he was assuming his team was that much rubbish they certainly wouldn't make the <laughs> yeah, grand final? I think his, cl- his club, the Western Bulldogs here in, in Brisbane, they were sitting about fourth or fifth. They thought there were no chance, and they no snuck chance. in. <laughs> <laughs> you ever done the doghouse? Uh, Berkey? No, no, not really. I mean, yes, there's been probably plenty of occasions where I have, but mm. um, you're talking about the weddings, Timmy, and, and we, ours was in December, same deal, you had to wait, but I think the doghouse, and it still remains to this day, <laughs> we never went on a, a honeymoon per se, because there was someone getting married the week before us, two weeks before us, and then ours, and then it was Christmas, and then all of a sudden you're back to training, so... <laughs> I think I'm still in the doghouse, not going away. <laughs> I remember we played a uh, we played a grand final, uh, a club grand final in Brisbane, and and after the game, um, I think we we'd won second grade, third grade, and fourth grade for Souths here in Brisbane, and um, as they do after grand, club grand finals, you have to do something. So everyone got their head shaved, and mm-hmm. there was about four of us who were sort of running around the the dressing room saying, "No, you can't do that. We all have jobs." Because it was amateur at the time, you can't turn up to work on Monday morning with your head shaved. <laughs> By the time we got to the clubhouse that night, about midnight. We had enough courage to get our head shaved. Um, but there was only one player who didn't get his head shaved, and that was the fullback because he had this long sort of ponytail. And I think because he was a male stripper, so there was no way he'd get his head shaved. <laughs> but I was in the doghouse for a little while because I had my daughter's christening a week later and I turned up with all the photos with no hair. So I, I, I want to see those photographs, Timmy, because you, you've you got a classic head of hair that's terrific. What did they use? They would have used the whippersnipper, wouldn't they? <laughs> <laughs> a bit like seeing the Ray ca- Martin bald. The, <laughs> the council mower. <laughs>
Ben Mowen from the Brumbies will join us next on The Ruck. This is The Ruck, the Sunday rugby show. As a stereophonics Dakota on The Ruck, your Sunday morning rugby show. Tim Hoare and Matt Burke and Tony Squires with you. We are joined now by the uh, Brumbies skipper, Ben Moen. Emmanuel, last year when I was at the uh, Best and Fairest, uh, was incredibly impressive. He was impressive when he played for New South Wales as a bloke and a mm. player and continued to do so uh, leading the Brumbies. He joins us now. G'day, Ben. G'day, guys. Mate, uh, thanks for doing things after what must be a, a disappointment uh, from the game, the, the draw with the Southern Kings. We were talking about a little bit earlier in the show. How, di- how tough is it to come back from a difficult tour and then all week be talking about, oh, look, you can't be complacent, we can't be complacent. Is it tough to go into a game with that mindset? Uh, look, it is. Um, but, you know, they're the normal challenges that face any side coming back from Africa. I think the, the, the biggest thing for us has been, has been uh, since we left... Uh, Canberra, after we played the Waratahs, we've, we've spent the last month uh, together. We've either been on planes or travelling or or in hotels together. So it's been a, a really long, challenging month for us and a, t- a tough place, block of our South African side. So, look, I think we fared OK in this period, but I know the guys um, needed a little bit of time to be refreshed, so we, we've given the guys the weekend off. Um, which I think is a good thing that'll freshen the guys up a bit, just get their heads away and um, relax a little bit away from from football. Um, from football, sorry, spend some time with the family, and then look. We know the only way that um, we, the only things we need to adjust are small things. You know, when you when you're going well, it seems like it's all very easy, and then sometimes when things aren't going exactly the way you like, you can you can look at it too closely. So. Look, we, we know where we're at and we know where we've got to go to and um, we're, we're pretty comfortable at, the, at this stage. Hey, Ben, Tim here. You've been playing some great footy over the last six or seven weeks. Um, I was commentating on the game on Fox on Friday night. I mean, you, got, you took a knock to the leg, was it, sort of just before half-time? It looked like you, you were no chance of coming back at half-time. How's your body after that? Yeah, Timmy, I've, I've been nursing a bit of a, a joint injury in my ankle for for about the same period now, the last month or so, and look, it's gradually been getting worse, and because of the amount of time and travel we've had, I've just, I've pushed off um, getting a, a cortisone injection to take the the inflammatory out of it, just because I, I hadn't want to miss, this, miss any sessions, and the preps have been so short that I, I've, I've known that... Um, you know, should you get it, you have to have four, four or five days of no training and then to sort of bugger the team prep around. So I've, I've just been pushing through that. But look, um, got the injection on Saturday night, so it's, it's feeling, um, Friday night, sorry, so it's feeling much better now. And um, it's just one of those things, you know, you, I don't think anyone plays a game at the moment when you're not carrying niggles and you just got to make sure you push through them. Benny, there's nothing like a short preparation. Tim and I do that for the last eight years of our career. So just <laughs> take your time, just play well on the weekend. Hey, just a quick one, mate. Um, I liked when you, uh, there was a comment you made a couple of weeks ago when you were playing the Waratahs. Um, I think you've really been caught up in the propaganda. You, you hate the Waratahs. It's great. Isn't it? Tell me, how, how, is the, how do they get you in at the Brumbies? It's just wholly owned down there, isn't it? Yeah, look, it's... Um, well, Benny, Benny's, a Bri- tr- Benny's a Brisbane boy, so that's, <laughs> that's, why, that's, that's, that's what I'm saying. Then he played Waratahs, and all of a sudden now, I hate the Waratahs. <laughs> Brumbies. No, look, I, I think it's just um, I, I'm invested in the, in the Brumbies culture, and yeah. um, the Brumbies culture is, is very much uh, set around being the, the outcast and... Uh, big brother up the road didn't give you a shot, so you like. <laughs> and look, none of that, none of that feeling is gone. Um, you know, although a lot of the guys have come straight to the Brumbies, 
there's still that feeling of being overlooked by New South Wales that still drives a lot of the guys and um, you know you, you mix in that with a bit of Queensland blood from the guys who are from interstate and um, the robbery right there. It's, it's a pity, though, half the blokes live in, live in New South Wales anyhow, don't they? So it's OK. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, what about, uh, what about the notion with this Lions tour coming out that of uh, pulling on a Wallabies jersey? Oh, look, if I got that um, responsibility, that'd be that'd be an absolute massive achievement. But, um, you know, the, I know that the Wallaby selectors want to pick guys in form. They want to pick guys who are showing all the attributes that you you want in a hard test series. So for myself personally, I know, I know I've just got to keep edging edging my form forward. And I know I'm, I'm happy with the way I'm going at the moment, but consistency is always the key at this level. And I've got areas in my game that I want to continue to improve. So if I can do that, then hopefully you get a chance um, to turn that right to represent Australia. But, you know, if we don't and, and I get to push the Brumbies that little bit further, then, look, I'll be, I'll be stoked with that. Well, Benny, in saying that, uh, Robbie Deans was at the game on Friday night in, in Canberra, and I think he would have liked the look, not only of yourself, but of, of other players. Foto Alia uh, at number eight has been playing some great footy, hasn't he? Yeah, look, he's been outstanding for us. He's obviously a big physical bloke and, um, you know, he, he knows his role in the team and that's to be abrasive for a big ball carry or, or, you know, to pull off that big hit. And, look, he's... Um, I've got to give it to, a lot of credit to him. He, he came back from Japan last year uh, and well, what he would describe as, as not in shape to play Super Rugby and we had to rush him back in because we, we knew what he was capable of and he probably came in a little bit underdone last year but still showed great potential in what he could do and he's worked, he worked um, his absolute ring out over the off-season and you, I think you can see that in the way he's playing. So, look, he, he's a, not only a great player but he's, he's a big leader, particularly with the, the Island boys. Um, so, look, I, I've been fortunate enough. I've, there's another Queensland schoolboy for you. They're everywhere. They're all down there. Yeah, yeah. Oh, they're all down there. They're all down there. They're all working their ring out. So. <laughs> I just wonder if he's going to get his ass handed to him yeah. as well. <laughs> Some of the great quotes coming from uh, B. Mowen. B. Mowen, he's got them all. Hey, mate, thanks so much for talking to us and uh, all the best for the rest of the season. I'm sure we'll catch up again. Uh, always great to talk to you. Thanks for having us, guys. Bye. <laughs> there he is. The skipper of the, the Brumbies, Benny Moen, on the Ruck. This is The Ruck, the Sunday Rugby Show. This is The Ruck, and that is Midnight Oil Dream World. Let's get you updated on some uh, scores, not just in the rugby. Let's go wider. The A-League, Melbourne Victory uh, 2 beat Perth Glory 1 in the... Uh, uh, one of those qualifying finals. Now it was, I think, it went to extra time before mm. they managed to get across the line. Their Melbourne victory. Andrew Postecoglou, very happy coach. Uh, in the NRL, North Queensland Cowboys back into form. Thirty nil, they beat the Panthers, who uh, struggled. The Eels in the Johnny Manor Cup, emotional game of footy. Uh, Tim Manor side, the Parramatta Eels, thirteen beat the Sharks six. The uh, Gold Coast Titans went down to the Broncos, thirty two to twelve. And uh, the Sea Eagles, who are looking very, very strong this season, 20 beat the Bulldogs, 6. In the AFL, St Kilda, 82. uh, Richmond, 99, sorry, beat St Kilda, 82. The Swans, 114, too good for the Gold Coast Suns, 73. Fremantle, 106, beat the Western Bulldogs, 78. The Crows, 96, beat the Brisbane Lions, 77. Uh, The GWS Giants were in there for a little while, as they always are, these young sides, but fell away a bit against Port Adelaide, 134 to 78. And Melbourne, beaten by Essendon, 184 to 36. Now, boys, I don't know if you saw this. Last week, 
Melbourne uh, in the first round of the AFL went down to Port Adelaide by about a thousand points. Uh, the first fifteen minutes were described as the worst fifteen minutes any AFL play a team had played in the history of the game. It's a record, Actually. though. Yeah, they, yeah. they get the record. Yeah, they get the record. Exactly. You're in the, if you're in the record book, you're in the record you're book. In. Uh, now they so straight after their coach Mark Neal, uh, who was a very good bloke. He's decided to let the Channel 7 cameras into the pre-game warm-up for, today, uh, for yesterday's game. So it was the one they do about 90 minutes before the, the, the warm-up. He goes in, he, he gives them a little you know, tactical talk. So he allow, allowed cameras in unconditionally, and he went through on the whiteboard. Mm. Now, I don't know what sort of coaches you have, but he was very much your school teacher, teacherly approach. Now, remember, this is after what had happened the week before. So he allows him in there, and he's got on the whiteboard basically words like trust uh, and mistakes are okay. Well, sadly, mistakes were so okay they went out and got beaten by 100 points again. Uh, but that access was amazing, yet, you know, mm. maybe they needed a tougher rev up. I think, I think you've got to allow it sometimes to get in there because it's, it's, about, it's about media exposure. It's about knowing what's inside there. I remember going away with the Waratahs a couple of years ago when Chris Hickey was the coach. Yep. And, uh, and here on, the, on, the, on Butcher's paper, same sort of thing. He had yeah, trust, desire, physicality. And Love. He, as you tell love, and as you turn the page, he said, "But it's all about this today, boys. Commitment." And I saw him afterwards. I said, "Mate, I said, geez, it's going to be doubly commitment today." I said, "What do you mean?" He goes, "Double T." And he said, "There's only one T in commitment, mate." And he went, "No, no, no." I went, "Yes, so there's only one." Berkey's so mind was on the game. Exactly. In, in a rugby league dressing room, he would have got away with that. Uh, obviously, <laughs> uh, other sports. Obviously, the Golden Slipper was won by the favourite Overreach. Uh, I don't know. I think you were there, Berkey. Bolted away. Yeah, bolted, bolted away. away. Despite the weather conditions and the inside track, did you uh, put any money on Overreach? I got Overreach. And it was only. Uh, I mean, it was a great run, anyhow. I mean, they they are absolutely jam packed coming down the straight there at uh, at Rose Hill. It was pretty wet out there as well. So were you there, right line. I was there. Yeah, swanning around. Fashions on the field. Yeah. Exactly right. Yeah, <laughs> always going responsibly, kids. Uh, and <laughs> what's coming up this week, though? Uh, we should get on Timmy. Well, Augusta. So the golf over in the US. So Tiger Woods, very short price favourite, about two or three dollars, and and coming and off boys, a win as well. Yep. So on fire, Tiger Woods. I'm not sure whether people have accepted him back now. Or he's certainly back on 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 the field. So um, yeah. But uh, Phil Mickelson. I've always uh, liked Phil Mickelson in the uh, at Augusta, and he, he loves the sort of Amon's corner and what have you. So <laughs> I reckon next Sunday morning we'll see is what's it, happening. Is that Amon Sullivan's corner? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey. All right. So you're going to be. Uh, uh, this time next week, you're saying that Phil Mickelson will be up in the running. All right, yes. well, I'll, I'll, I'll note that down now. This is going in the top. Or Bubba Watson. Or Don't Bubba. you love the names Bubba. they have? I do love Bubba. Is he going to have the hovercraft there as well? Yeah, that's right. What are you, who are you going to... Uh, uh, I think I might go European. I think I might go Rory Mack. Rory Mack yeah. this time next week. Okay, well, I'll go the Australian boy. I think it's time for Adam Scott. He will stand mm. up. There you go, Adam Scott. We'll check it in uh, this time next week on The Ruck. This is The Ruck, the Sunday rugby show. And as we get closer and closer to that Lions tour, the Wallabies' uh, makeup of the team is one thing we've been considering, but also I guess the questions arise about the coach. Uh, and Robbie Dean's obviously incumbent. As you mentioned, he was in Canberra on Friday. I think he might have been in Perth uh, yesterday having a look at the troops and potential troops for his team. His job. Now, as we know, Ewan um, McGregor has put his name in the, in the ring mm. by taking himself out of the Queensland operation. What do you think is going to happen? I think last week, Timmy, did you actually say the words, should we have... Did you, I just said, did you say you and McGregor then? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Train spotting. <laughs> how, how would he be coach of the Wallabies? 
He'd ride his motorbikes he's over he's and, and, with Charlie Baldwin. Long road travel by the Wallabies. And his good friend Mackenzie. Now, did you say last week, or it was my mind slipping, did you say last week, Timmy, that perhaps we should think about an Australian coach coaching Australia? Is that important? Uh, I don't think it's too important. I think I think the supporters think it's important. I think it's important to make sure we've got the best coach available to coach the Wallabies. And, Do you think it's important, for, Tim? <laughs> well, well, I think Robbie Robbie Deans has done so much off the field as well. People don't see what Robbie Deans does. And I'm a big supporter of Robbie Deans, what he does off the field. He goes to a lot of rugby clubs. He does yep. a lot of charity work in community rugby as well. And he travels around, as he has to do, to as a you know the head coach and, and head selector as well. So it'll be really interesting, Berkey, to see what the Australian Rugby Union do with you and McKenzie. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, and whether, because he's obviously put his hand up for the Irish job, and that's he'll have to make a decision on that probably in the next four to six weeks. And there's not too many other coaches in Australian rugby that can coach the Wallabies if Australian rugby decide that Robbie Deans has had enough time coaching the Wallabies. But what will they do if Robbie Deans and the Wallabies win 3-0 against the Lions and win the Bledisloe Cup back? Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you and McKenzie can't do the Irish job, you and McGregor would be good for that one. <laughs> Would the the Irish be able to understand the Scott, though, at the same time? But Mm. that's okay. Um, Timmy, as you mentioned, if they win everything, do do they they still need a change? Do they need a change of of voice uh, at at the top job? And and you wonder about McKenzie. He's gone early, hasn't he? He's gone early to say, look, I have aspirations in coaching next level. Um, And you wonder whether or not he's just playing the game, playing their bluff a little bit, saying, if you want me, we'll let's do something now. You have uh, because, to commit now, before the lines, before the season. Correct, yeah. because I will take up an option to go and coach uh, another international team. Well, that's a slightly team. brave move, I would have thought. You'd think that they would, you know, would see what happens with this Lions. Well, but then, yeah, then maybe he knows what's happened through history as well. Remember, Robbie Dean signed before the World yep. Cup. So maybe he's saying, well, they've done sort of deals before. Maybe I can sort of play their hand in this way. So, But we have to play a waiting game because, you know, the Lions so important. As you mentioned, Timmy, the Rugby Championships, Bledisloe Cup still to come. Um, and will they be able to secure victories there? Yeah, indeed. It's an unfolding story. We will follow it right here on The Ruck. This is The Ruck, the Sunday rugby show. Soundgarden live to rise. And sadly, that's where we leave you uh, for this Sunday on The Ruck. Timmy Horror, and what have we got to look forward to? Well, the Brumbies, they go over to New Zealand and play the Highlanders, who haven't won a game so far on Super Rugby on Friday night. The Chiefs, the champions of last year, host the Reds in Hamilton on Saturday. The Rebels, Melbourne Rebels, will host the Kings in Melbourne. And the Western Force will host the Crusaders on Saturday night as well. And all for the Kiwi fans, Auckland Blues will host the Hurricanes in Auckland uh, on Saturday as well. U.S. Masters, Phil Mickelson for mine. Beautiful. <laughs> Thanks, boys. Get out and enjoy the sunshine before it disappears an hour earlier today. This is, <laughs> we'll catch up again next Sunday. Bye.